Really one of my favorite songs ever. Uh, Nick DeGilio here on 720 WGN. We're live in the Skyline studio as we are every weekday morning. We're here from 11 p.m. to 4 a.m. At 4 o'clock, we head over to Bradley Place to our TV side of WGN, get some great news and information from then. And then the legendary Bob Surratt has your morning drive at 5. And we are here at WGN 24-7 for you to keep you company, to keep you informed, to keep you going. Um, 312-981-7200 is the phone number. We're going to be talking about some uh, weird life hacks that people uh, do. Um, uh, that you can get get through, and then some intentionally stupid life hacks. <laughs> These are tricks or tips around your household that you can do things, you know, shortcuts and things like that, life hacks. Uh, we always play some classic Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson show you can watch every um, weeknight on, uh, or every night on uh, Antenna TV, and we're going to hear some classic comedy from Johnny, Johnny as Walter Cronkite. And it is Wednesday, so that means at 3.30 morning, we morning three thirty morning. I think I just made up a new term. We'll play a little know your onion. That's where Tom gets a couple of uh, contestants on the line. They play around each, and Tom will uh, throw some news headlines at them. And if uh, they can figure out whether it's real or from uh, the Onion, the satirical newspaper, uh, you get them right, you win. That's how it works. Three one two nine eight one seven two hundred is the number if you would like to join us. So. Live comedy is going to come back. We're slowly opening up, you know, the country and the city and the, and the state and everything. And uh, Zany's has been closed down, as, you know, so many other places have. Uh, and this is Zany's on Wells in Chicago. They're having a grand reopening. It's Friday night, um, this Friday night. And uh, it, it'll be at 9 o'clock. And uh, the comedian that's going to be uh, be the first one to perform live at Zany's after the reopening is Vince Carone. And uh, he joins us. Hi, Vince. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good, pretty good, buddy. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Hey, how long how long you been doing comedy? I let's see. May was 19 years. 19 years. Wow. How did you get into it? I, uh, you know, uh, my senior year of high school, I, um, I, I don't know. I started writing comedy. I just, uh, I always like to write, and I just started writing jokes one day, and I always, I always liked stand up comedy, and just seemed like something that I might be able to do. And uh, everyone else was like picking out colleges and I knew I wasn't going to go to college out of high school. And so I started looking into like what, what type of comedic training I can get into. And I started, uh, I started going to a uh, second city mm-hmm. right when I graduated. And, um, and I, I loved improv, but uh, uh, I, I wanted to be more selfish and get all the laughs myself. <laughs> I got gotcha. them with other people. Yeah, gotcha. And so, uh, so about a year after I graduated high school, I went to uh, a bar down in Lincoln Park that let me in underage. I was able to go in, do my comedy set, and then I had to immediately leave and get out of their bar. I got you. What was the bar? Uh, I think it was called Red Lion or the Red Lion's Pub. Oh, you did, you did st- you did stand up at the Red Lion? I did. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even know they had stand up at the. I've been to the Red Lion countless times, Vince. I used to go there every Saturday night when I was when I was a drinking man. Um, oh really? Yeah, in that uh, little room upstairs. They, yeah, they, they had, had it they had it upstairs in the upstairs room. Yep. Wow. Okay, that's I had no idea that they had that because I haven't been to the Red Line in many years. But that was the place we used to go to all the time. My friends and I would go there every Saturday. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Yeah, this first place I would go in, it would be like thirty comics wedged in that little room upstairs. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You get get five minutes on an egg timer, and then when that went off, you just had to get off the stage. So mid joke didn't matter. You you got booted off. Now you know the red line is haunted, right? I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 haunted, and I and I and I 
actually had like a weird experience at the Red Lion one night um, where I couldn't get out of the bathroom. And it, and it wasn't because I was drunk. Really? Yeah, I couldn't get out of the bathroom. The door was the door wouldn't open, and finally it did open, and I got out. But it was just when I went back to the table, and I'm like, "Hey, you know, we've heard that this place is haunted. I just couldn't get out of the bathroom." And they were all like, "Shut up, my friends." <laughs> you know, <laughs> what's the what's the theory on why it's haunted? Uh, any, I can't remember specific? what. To, do we know the story uh, um, behind that one? Because Red Line is, you know, because we talk a lot about haunted stuff. Because we like to on the overnights, we like to get a little scary every once in a while. You know what I mean? And talk sure. uh, talk about some spooky stuff. Uh, but uh, I'm, it, it, every time we talk about places in in Illinois or around the city that are haunted, the Red Line comes up every single time. Do we have a? <laughs> do we do we know how it? Uh, how it got let, me, let me do a little half-ass okay. internet research here. <laughs> He's doing some half-ass internet research. That's interesting. First place you played was Red Line. How'd it go? Uh, you know, I was 18 years old, and I had, I had like been such a student of comedy. This is this is my long way of telling you it didn't go well, but I've been, <laughs> been such a student of comedy before I ever stepped on the stage that I had read so much and kind of you know ran, ran the gauntlet of all the books that were available at the time. Yeah. And anything I read said, like, you're going to bomb. Like, it wasn't, like, optional. It was just, like, any any interview I read from the good comedians, any books that I read for starting out comedians, everything said you were going to bomb. So for me, I really just kind of wrapped my head around that was the rite of passage, that you just had to do that. Yeah. And so I didn't – so I when I, I got maybe one laugh that first time I went, which is all I needed to keep going. But I, I remember leaving. My buddy went with me, and he performed, too, and it was his first time, too, and we we walked right back out and uh, and we, we got in our car and we were like, did we just bomb? Was that was that what bombing was? And we we both kind of agreed, yeah, no, we bombed, but it wasn't like this traumatic thing. It wasn't, you know, it was nothing. We just both kind of knew that's what we had to do. Yeah, like, oh, good. Yeah. Now now we're on the right path. That's a good way of looking at it. That's a that's a that's a good that's a good attitude to have. Um, now do we young and dumb? Yeah, that's it. Uh, do we know the history behind the Red Line being haunted? Um, I mean, this is the best I could do. Uh, the tavern is said to be haunted by several ghosts. Uh, one is a young woman who signals her presence with the strong scent of lavender. Oh. Lavender. Uh, there's an apparition of a man wearing cowboy clothes. And others have lit- witnessed a blonde man and a gentleman with a beard wearing a black cowboy hat. So I guess it was a saloon. I guess it was. I guess old Lincoln Avenue was a saloon back in the West in the old days. <laughs> All right, Vince, hold on, okay, buddy? Sure. Okay, uh, Vince uh, Carone is with us, and um, he's going to be performing at Zany's. Yes, live comedy is coming back. Zany's is going to reopen on Friday, and Vince will be up there for the first time. And we'll give you all the health and safety restrictions and, and – uh, and things that they're going into effect. And uh, we'll talk more with Vince about his career, comedy, and more. 312-981-7200. 312-981-7200. It's Nick DeGilio and WGN. It's Nick DeGilio on 720 WGN. Um, we're live in the uh, Skyline studio here until 4 o'clock. 312-981-7200. That's our phone number. If you would like to join us, we would love to hear from you. Vince Carone is a comedian, and he's uh, our guest right now. 
Um, and he's returning to Zanies as live comedy returns to Zanies. Zanies has been shut down, obviously, because of the pandemic. And this is the Zanies on Wells in Chicago. And uh, Vince, uh, we were talking a little bit earlier, you know, about your first uh, for your first time on stage at the at the Haunted Red Lion. And um, you said that you were you'd become a student of uh, of comedy. Uh, so you said you were reading books. What what were some of the ones that you read? What were you studying? And and uh, tell me a little bit about that experience. Yeah, I um, it'd be trying to remember the names of these now. I, I I went online, you know, kind of looked up. Amazon was relatively new at that time, and I looked up like you know how to be a stand up comic or something of that nature. And I think I came across the Comedy Bible. Um, I believe uh, I can look it up as well. I think that was Judy Carter. Um, yeah, the Comedy Bible was by Judy Carter, and it had some like exercises in it to do. Um, I had read. Oh gosh, I can't remember what this other one was. I can't remember. I read it. I read another one too. I, I cannot remember the name That's of it. Okay. I wish I could. That's okay. But um, but it was it was it was all just kind of basic. Like hey, you know, here's here's how to get your brain thinking this way. Here's some of like the the tricks and tips of comedy. And it was probably one of the things that got me into comedy was I was able to see uh, stand up comedy as somewhat of a science. Like I, I could, I was able to kind of watch it and go, oh, that's why people are laughing. Mm-hmm. Like. You know, he, he used that specific word, or there was a pattern here, and I was able to kind of identify a couple of those different pieces that made that's what made me think, oh, I can do this. This can be figured out. I I always had a quick wit, but once I started seeing some of the science behind it, I was able to wrap my head around going, yeah, now I can get on stage and do it. And that's basically what those books did was just kind of teach you some of those tips and tricks uh, of how it works. Okay. Oh, that sounds like you you did a lot. Now, did you have uh, influences? Did, did you get into stand up and watch and study any of the other, the, you know, the legendary uh, stand up people or anybody in particular? Yeah, I, I uh, back then I was a big, big fan of George Carlin. My parents, uh, my parents let me watch him probably at way too young of an age. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I really just, I, I really just liked it. I had a, I had a family that was very into stand up comedy, mm. so I we we watched a lot of it growing up. I remember. Uh, you know, 13 years old, we were out in Vegas on a family vacation, and we saw Gallagher at the Sands out there. <laughs> um, you know, so I, I mean, I've seen, like, the, the broad spectrum. I saw Wendy Liebman out there. Oh, was, she's uh, she's so funny. Wendy Liebman is... Oh, she was, she was, the, she was so good. She's so good. Oh. And um, there was a comedian, uh, Jim Wiggins. I don't know if you ever heard of Jim, but he was known as, like, uh, the last remaining hippie. He passed away a few years ago, but... Oh. Uh, I saw him in Vegas when I was like 13 or 14 and uh, maybe like my third or fourth show of doing comedy. Um, I actually got to open for him. Wow. You know, four or five years later. So it's just kind of a fun, weird, like random thing, you know? Um, but uh, yeah, I was a big fan of George Carlin, uh, really big fan back then of Richard Jenny. So oh yeah. Two I probably studied the most. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I really, uh, Actually, I really liked David Spade back then. Um, I really liked the the sarcastic piece. I thought that was going to be my style of comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of how I was funny with my friends. Um, I ended up not kind of going that route after all, but that's what I thought I was going to be um, when I got into it. Um, but, uh, you know, Seinfeld, Sam Kinison, Chris Rock, Dennis Miller, really just any, anything I can get my hands on back then. I watched a lot of the compilations of the... Uh, 
the uh, Young Comedian specials that used to air sure. on HBO. I, I went on Amazon and bought VHS tapes from whoever was selling them back then of all those and watched those. And so I really just couldn't get enough of it yeah. uh, back then. Did you, uh, did you, you know, I mean, you mentioned Carlin. Carlin was a master. Carlin was one of the greatest stand-ups that ever lived. Did you get into Pryor at all? Uh, I, I did. I eventually got into Pryor in, later. Um, you know, early, early on, I wasn't, I wasn't into the personal stories more. Oh, I see. Um, and and I see. Pryor, Pryor, like, tapped into himself. I, Carlin always kind of stayed exterior, more world yeah. around him. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, and I really liked that. It, it was, like, more once I started doing comedy and realizing, like, just how actually hard it is to bring your own personal life into it and make that as entertaining yeah. as the world around you. Yeah. Uh, that's when I started appreciating uh, Pryor a lot more. Yeah, Pryor, I mean, for, for my money, Pryor, uh, best stand-up comedian that's ever lived and perhaps the funniest person that's ever lived. Um, I, yeah, he's hysterical. Oh, he's unbelievable. And you were talking about how you were watching George Carlin at a young age. <laughs> I was listening, we had a lot of comedy albums in our house when I was growing up. I was listening to Carlin when I was about 11. And, um okay. And, uh, you know, 10 or 11 years old, I'm listening to Carlin, and that, that is way too young <laughs> to be listening yeah. to Carlin. Uh, and, uh, and, and Carlin and Pryor. I was listening to Pryor at a really young age, too. Um, I was like 12 when Wanted came out, which I think okay. is one of the greatest uh, recordings of stand-up ever. And I used to listen to that. I had it memorized. And, you know, we don't talk about him much now, but, I, I you know, there's there's you know I can't deny how much uh, I listen to Bill Cosby. When I was growing up, now it's a little uncomfortable to even mention that. But you yeah. know, I had all. I, mean, his, his, I had the, the Bill Cosby himself. That I mean, that, that's oh yeah, still just an all-time classic. You it know? is. It's, it is, and it's just it yeah. sucks that we can't you know really talk about him or respect him anymore after what he sure. did. But uh, but you know, I listened. I grew up listening to Cosby and uh, and all of those yeah. guys. It's, it's uh, yeah. I was into stand up and everything, and I, I I studied at Second City as well, uh, uh, Vince. And uh, did, oh, you ever, did you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. This is a long time ago, though. I mean, this was like 1989, uh, so it was a long time ago. But um, yeah, but I never, I never, I've, I, I, I've done stand up a few times. Bert, Bert uh, as you, well, you know, Bert. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bert uh, allowed me to come in and um, and and uh, uh, last Wednesday of each month to do to do a set at uh, at Zany's. And so oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I did that for. I like it. Uh, it was it was interesting. Let me tell you the story about how it happened, though, uh, Vince. Real quick, um, it's a great room, by the way. As everybody knows, it's one of the best comedy clubs, if not the best comedy. I know it's the best comedy club in this city. That's for sure. Um, yeah, and it's an unbelievable room. And um, so I I called up Bert, who's been on the show many times, and I was going through a divorce, and I was a little bit low on dough, and so I wanted to make a little extra money, and I I asked. Bird, if I could come down and maybe host a night or something, just for a little extra money, he said, "Yeah, sure, come on down, you can host." And I'm like, "All right." So I get down there and I go up to the green room, and Pat's there, Pat McGann. Oh, awesome! And I'm like, well, "He's the host. What am I? You know what? What am I? Yeah. Do, what am I going to? You know, because you know, and Pat, Pat is brilliant, as as we all know. He's he brilliant, and there there aren't a lot of guys, um." Who are as good with the crowd as as Pat McGann is? I mean, he, he's the best out there. Right he's now. he's sure. unbelievable. He's unbelievable. So I'm like, all right, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. I guess I'll just sit in the back and watch, you know, some comedy. So Bert comes up and I'm like, hey, Bert, you t- you told me I could come down and host, but Pat's here. And he goes, yeah, okay, fine, just go up and do 15. And I went, 
what? <laughs> and, uh, you know, you're a comedian. You know 15 is a long time. I mean, it feels like an yep. hour and a half when you're up there. I didn't have anything prepared. I, you know, I had never done stand up before. I did improv for a long time, and I was with a, a theater company called the Factory Theater, and we did comedy and stuff. But you know, it wasn't stand up. It's a completely different animal. So uh, he goes, "Just do fifteen. and I'm like, "What?" So I just decided that I would tell uh, some of my listeners' favorite stories that I've told on the air, and just yeah. add, add a couple of f bombs, and. Uh, yep. And so that's what I did, and it went over really well. And so he let me come in uh, the last Wednesday of uh, you know of of each month. Then I started writing material and stuff like that. And it's it's great to it's great to be on stage at Zanies, man. You gotta you, you, you know it's a it's just a magical place. There's, well, there's there's so much history there, and 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 what you experience too is is a lot of what a lot of you know comics experience their first time is. I'm gonna go do this, and I really don't know what I'm gonna go do. But then you get that laugh up there. Yep. And that, like, and then it's like, oh, now I'm going to actually put some work in towards this because I want that again, and it just it hooks you. It's, it's it's the same rush I imagine you get from radio that any type of performance, like when that when that adrenaline kicks in, that you're hooked. Yeah, you know, and I got to tell you, uh, Vince, you're absolutely right. When you get that first laugh, because I was nervous as hell when I walked up there, you yeah. know. Um, uh, and again, again, I had nothing prepared. I didn't. I wasn't. You know, I thought I was just going to go up and introduce comics. You know. Uh, yeah. So, but when you, when you get that first laugh, it's like, ah, oh, you know, it, and then it's all, then it's fun. Then it's fun. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah. And, and, and to do it at Zany's too, like they're the grandest stage of them all in, Man, I'm, in I'm, Chicago, especially. Uh, incredible. Incredible. All right, Vince, hold on. Sure. Uh, Vince Carone is with us. He is a stand up comedian. We're going to talk more about comedy. And, uh, when we come back, we're going to tell you all about how you can see live comedy again it's coming back as we slowly open up the the nation and the city and the state and we'll give you all the guidelines and all that stuff and we'll talk more with vince and if you want to jump in uh 312-981-7200 we'd love to hear from you 312-981-7200 Right. Hello, Nick DeGilio here on 720 uh, WGN. We are live in the Skyline studio here until 4 o'clock. And uh, and then at 4 o'clock we head over to uh, Bradley Place on the TV side of WGN, get some news and information from those great people, and then the legendary Bob Surratt has your morning drive at 5. 312-981-7200 is the phone number. We're going to be talking about um, some life hacks, uh, uh, like a woman reveals that she washes fruit and vegetables in her dishwasher. And uh, then we have intentionally stupid life hacks. If you have any tricks uh, or shortcuts for household stuff, life hacks, we'd love to hear from you. 312-981-7200. Right now, we're talking with Vince Carone. He's a comedian here from Chicago. And uh, he is going to be playing Zanies this Friday. Live comedy is returning to Zanies, and he's going to be the first one to do it. It's a grand reopening. It's Friday night, 9 o'clock. Um, and we'll give you all the uh, details um, and, uh, Vince, uh, welcome back, sir. Thank you. And you are originally from, uh, uh the Chicago area, right? Yeah, I grew up in the, uh, northwest suburbs where, uh, where I still live out this way today. Ah, okay. What suburb? I grew up in Oak Grove Village, and I live in Itasca now. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Familiar with those places. Absolutely. 
It's nice that you stayed. Uh, did you ever want? Did you ever you venture out to L.A.? Do you ever think about uh, doing that? You know, yeah. My wife and I, uh, my wife and I talked about it before we were married. We we, had, we actually had plans to go, and it was just one of those uh, one of those things when we started talking about you know raising a family and having kids and getting married and some of that. We just we decided this would be a better spot for us. Our families are close to here. Um, you know, and so uh, it, it was. It was on the horizon for a while, but then uh, you know, family family went out. Okay, that's cool. And it's you know, you can you can do comedy from Chicago as you've proven, obviously. Yeah, you can do. And I travel a bunch, you know, and it's um, and, and it's a different world now too. I mean, you can half the people getting famous aren't you know are, are getting famous out of a YouTube in Montana. You know, what I mean, it's right, just, can, right. There's so many more outlets right now to to do it, and that's one of the things even quarantine kind of proved out is that you can still do stand up even online right now, right? And there's an audience for it, so there's there's a lot more opportunity than there probably was, you know, even 20 years ago. Let's yeah, say. yeah. Have you been doing uh, a, a good amount of virtual comedy during this pandemic? I did. Yeah, I really kind of I, I didn't I didn't want to take you know all the time off. I knew some comics who were just against it, it didn't fit their persona, and I understood that. But yeah. For, for me, I write on stage. I'm a ranter, and I and I get an idea, and I just go with it on stage, and that's how I write. So for me, sitting at home for three months, it, there was going to be no material getting written because I do it all in front of people. And so for me, I started out doing, like, Facebook Live. Immediately, I started I started trying to figure out that, that uh, you know, social media, you know, avenue. Yeah. And then eventually, then it, very quickly, I pivoted and went to, like, comedy shows on Zoom. Right. On Zoom webinars platform, and I started... With uh, with my last name, I was able to be cheesy and call it the uh, coronavirus comedy <laughs> show, and, uh, and so I was able to really just play that up, and um, you know, so I started putting on a, a reoccurring show there and built a little audience for that. So that's that's helped supplement uh, the uh, the itch for comedy sure. and uh, and some income as well. Yeah, and it also you know it keeps you it keeps you sharp too because if you don't write, you can't and you don't perform, you might lose an edge a little bit, you know. Yeah, and, and there's going to be a little bit of that, I'm sure, just inherently anyway, of just yeah, you know, trying to trying to find your footing again. I nothing uh, nothing noticeable to the audience. I feel very confident that I'll be able to deliver, but inside I'll know like, hey, I where I had like I was I was writing my my next album. I started writing it again, and from like January to March, I, I did a ton of shows, and I had it so fluid, mm-hmm. you know. And I yeah, I bet there's going to be some transitions lost along the way while I try and regain my footing yeah yeah well that's that's great man I'm, I'm glad that you still stayed in practice that's going to be uh that's going to be good so let's talk about uh let's talk about the gig on friday night um zany's comedy is uh, live comedy is returning to zany's in chicago it's the grand reopening the uh, the zany's on wells the legendary room and it's friday night at uh, nine o'clock we'll give you the rules and stuff like that how are you excited about this gig um oh, I'm, I'm super excited i I uh, you know, it's it's double exciting, right? I get to get back on stage and I get to do it at uh, at Zanies. You know, I get to go headline Zanies downtown, so it's a super awesome opportunity. Yeah. Um. Well, let's talk a little bit about the requirements because obviously there's there have to be you know some restrictions and and health and safety concerns. Um. All the tickets need to be purchased online at Zanies dot com. So if you want to get tickets, uh, you got to go to Zanies dot com because no tickets are available at the door. So all tickets need to be purchased online at www.zanies.com. And some of the other uh, stuff that they are going to enforce, um, the hand sanitizer stations are going to be located throughout the club. 
Uh, the club will be disinfected between performances. There will be six feet of separation between tables, including patrons and comedians. That's that's going to be a lot different than usually when it's like, like it is at Zany's usually. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> normally people write on top of each other. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, no cash, so you can't pay with cash, no cash. And uh, they'll have paperless menus. Um, glassware will be washed two times before use. Mandatory temperature checks for the staff. The staff will wear face coverings at all times. Patrons are required to wear a mask to enter the club, and patrons are required to wear a mask when they're not at their seat. So that uh, that seems you know that seems that seems about right. And if everybody just follows the rules, it'll be great. Yeah, it it, lo- it looks like you know it was one of the big things I talked to Bert about when we were coming back was just like you know and he and he walked me through all the guidelines and they're doing everything they can to. You know, to, to allow people to get out for a night and have a good time, but also like feel very, very safe right. and know that they've got your best interest at heart. And they're actually doing uh, mandatory temperature checks for uh, patrons as well. Oh, they are. So, uh, yeah, so for for everybody. So it's just that was just like another avenue of like, okay, you can feel really good and comfortable to be here. And, um, you know, for me, on the comic side, they're switching out the microphone. Uh, each comic gets their own microphone. Oh, so don't sure. worry about that. Yeah. You know, so it's just there's there's extra added pieces to make sure everybody is safe. So that's that's really important. You know that everyone's taking it seriously, but we also get to get back out and experience a little bit of normal again. Yeah. Now, is there anybody else on the uh, on the show that night? You know, I, I'm sure I'm sure there is. I didn't I didn't get who it was going to okay. be yet. Okay. Um. But yeah, I, I would uh, I would imagine there would be a, a host and a and a middle act called the feature. Yeah, the would, feature act. would go on as well. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, so it, it, it'll be live. It'll be so now. How long has Zany's been closed now? It's been March, right? Yeah, I believe probably like right around St. Patrick's Day, uh, was when, when everything had to get shut down. I know my last show was March 11th, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I think it was like a week later, everything else had to lock up. Right, right. Do you have, fa- besides Zany's, do you have favorite places to, uh, to play, Vince? You know, I, I love you know the Midwest is just is just turned into a, a fun hotbed of comedy over the past few years. There's a still a lot of great scenes out there, but uh, I love I love going out to uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. There's a club called Doctor Grins out there. That's a lot of fun. Um, I love going out to uh, Minnesota, both Minneapolis and Rochester. They each have a really fun club out that way, and I just. Uh, uh, really, all over. There's there's a club in Cocoa Beach, Florida called Gregory's Comedy Club. That's a lot of fun. I try and get down there every year. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. But you know, it's that's all subject subject to change. You know, one bad show and I'll turn my back on that club. You know what I mean? So it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like it's it's my favorite. You know, as far back as my memory can go. Oh yeah, I had a good show there last time. Right. So there you go. Now the the comedy club in Minnesota. Have you ever played the comedy club in the Mall of America? I haven't. No, I, I want to. That's on the bucket list. It's a very, very hard club to get into. Mm. And Minnesota has such a thriving scene that, like, un- unless you're on TV and your name's bringing in the the tickets, it's very, very tough to get into. So I have yeah. not done that one. I the the is because when I, I I I went to the Mall of America many many years ago. Um, and the the name of the club then I don't know if it's still the same, but the name of the club then was Knuckleheads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think. Um, I think now it's Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. Oh, okay. I believe is the one on there. Yeah, there was Knuckleheads, and uh, I can't remember if Acme was in there as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I believe it's uh, 
it's the House of Comedy now is the one that's in there. Yeah, some of some of the, some of the uh, names of comedy clubs are just hilarious. You know, if you if you look back, yeah. cause Knuckleheads cracked me up when I saw that when I saw the name of the place when we were in there. Yeah, no, Knuckleheads. There was one in South Dakota I did years ago called Nitwits. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like you know, just funny. Yeah, you know? really, really hilarious. Okay, well, listen, Vince. Was, uh, yeah, go ahead. I'll say uh, D- Dennis Miller had a funny joke. Uh, he said, uh, "I'm glad you know I'm glad to be here in Los Angeles tonight. I spent the the past week down in Alabama playing a small little club called I Don't Get It, <laughs> and it was just a, <laughs> such a Dennis Miller line. But Absolutely, it also sounds like such a real comedy club. Hey, do you do corporate stuff too, Vince? I do. Yeah. Do you like that? Is it, I mean, it's a wholly, it's a whole different animal. But do you, do you, do you like it? Um, yeah, the money's good. Yeah, you know, to, to be honest, the money, yeah. money's you know, really good. Um, you know, I, I appreciate it for what it is. You know, um, the, the more I feel like the longer I'm in the business, the more I mature into the business. You know, when you're younger, it's like I want to do my show. I don't want to be told what to say, what I can't say. Yeah, I want to do what I do. And you know, the, the older you get, you, I, you know. I've, you know, years ago, just like a paradigm shift of like, I don't know, what, what am I doing? Like, this is not my show. This is the audience's show. I'm here for them. So, yeah. you know, like, what are the requirements of the night? That's I'm going to, I'm going to entertain them in those, you know, in the basis of that. I've got plenty of other places I can go to do my stuff. Yeah. You know, so uh, I, I've, I've pivoted uh, over the years and I've started to enjoy them. Yeah. Okay. Well, very, very, very cool. And again, I just want to uh, uh, get this out here. All tickets need to be purchased online. It's Friday night at nine o'clock. Live comedy at Zany's on Wells, featuring uh, Vince Carone. Um, they have to be purchased online. The tickets at zanies.com. No tickets are available at the door. So get your tickets online, zanies.com. Also, hand sanitizer stations will be located throughout the club. The club will be disinfected between performances. There will be six feet of separation between tables, including patrons and comedians. No cash. Paperless menus. Uh, glassware will be washed uh, two times before use. Mandatory temperature checks for the staff and for the comedians. And for the uh, for the audience, in fact, staff will wear face coverings at all times. Patrons are required to wear a mask to enter the club, and patrons will be required to wear a mask when they're not at their seat. Uh, for all other details, go to zanies.com. You can get your tickets there. Vince, you have a website that people can check out? I do. It's uh, first name, last name, vincecarone.com. And that's C-A-R-O-N-E. Yep, car one. Uh, car one, there you go. All right, listen, uh, Vince, uh, uh, break a leg on Friday night, okay, buddy? And thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Okay, take care. Vince uh, Carone, stand-up comedian, and he will be uh, the first act, the first main act, to open up Zanies again for live comedy with those restrictions as well. So if you want to get your tickets, you got to get them online at zanies.com. The show is Friday night, July 10th at 9 p.m., the grand reopening with live comedy at Zanies at 1548 North Wells in Chicago. All right. Here we go. Okay. We're going to be talking about life hacks. Uh, we got a story here um, uh, of a woman uh, who reveals that she washes her fruit and vegetables in her dishwasher. And uh, now I want to talk about some of the life hacks that you have. Are there any weird tricks that you do around the house to make things a little bit easier? And we'll, uh, we'll talk about this story about the woman who washes her fruit and veg in a dishwasher. We'll do that and then jump into uh, life hacks and also stupid life hacks uh, right here on 720 WGN.